I've just downloaded this new app, so I hope it's all good. Um, okay, so uh, you began your career in the creative industries as operations and marketing manager at the Neverland Bar in Coolangatta. Have you always been based on the Gold Coast, and how did you begin in this role? Um, yeah, lived, born in Southport Hospital. Oh, nice. So I'm a Gold Coaster through and through. It's, yeah. I've, I've thought of moving a bunch of times, but you, you sort of look around and you go, why? why? <laughs> why <laughs> I, I thought move? that this morning. I was like, um, I need to be here. I've just... I slowly just figured that I, if I was going to live here, I'd have to find a career that would let me stay here. Yeah. Because it's so, it is a bit more difficult to find the sort of nine to five jobs that allow you to live here and still enjoy it and live at sort of the level that you want to live at. Yeah. Um, as far as the industry, I actually started in computer programming um, and did that, studied that for two years and then hated it, like <laughs> left and just realised that that's not what I wanted to do. So I went into uh, nightclubs and started as a glassy, yeah, um, which is, you know, just like cleaning rubbish and stuff like that. And then like bartending, so I moved up to bartending and then probably like when Justice and, you know, like Uffy and Cut Copy and Presets and stuff were all kicking mm. off, music in sort of Australia and like the scene as far as clubs was going was getting really popular. Yeah. Like it was just getting away, like house music was really popular, but then all this dance music came through that was like punk music basically so like yeah. the scene sort of changed but yep. then Gold Coast wasn't changing with it mm-hmm. um, so I got a bit over what was being played in the club so I went into trying to make my own events did that for like two years in in Surfers, surfers. so there's, yeah, like, there's yeah. like a gay club there now uh-huh, so okay. it used to be called Berlin but, yeah um, that's where I ran an event called First Kiss for ages yeah for like two years and then awesome. that was so that was the peak and then the end of it was the club owner um, ended up getting into a heap of trouble and even debt. So we had an event that weekend. Yeah. So I just spent six grand on LA riots coming over to play, and we went to the club on Friday for the Saturday of the event. Yeah. And the doors were shut and there was a notice on it. So I, because you're in a contract, you're in a binding contract with the act. So yeah. we either have to try and put them on or cancel the event. So we had nowhere that would take the act. So we just. I'd end up paying six grand for nothing. So that was pretty much my whole business shut in yeah. one second. I tried to do, as I was still young, I was like 24, 25, I tried to balance it again, like try to go again mm-hmm. um, really quickly and spend big again, but mm. which was just stupid. Like if I know, if you know business correctly, you never mm. try and chase a loss with something big again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's something I learned straight away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we tried to go big again with small window of promoting and stuff like that, and that failed as well. So I ended up in about like five, ten grand worth of debt. So I just stopped there and then literally worked for my dad on, mm-hmm. his, on his property for like two weeks and yeah. then started at Neverland. Oh, so that was all before Neverland? Yeah. So I, I was sort of, I was sort of like, doing everything and then yeah. that's what I wanted. I realised that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I could do it, like I was mm-hmm. good at it, but then... I hadn't really learned. I was still young and doing whatever and just partying and yeah. not really saving the money or running the business properly. So then I learned my lessons and was like, okay, I can't just do whatever I want. I need to take it seriously. So yeah. I just went back to scratch and then just started bartending for Neverland. And then yeah. within a year, I was like, I really want to take over your like bookings and marketing and stuff. And then slowly just, yeah. When I've, I've been them, that's how we started together basically. So I, yeah. just, I was working with them and then it got to a point I'd been working with them for too long and I wanted to pursue other stuff. Yeah. Like, we're, it was just, it sort of started along the lines of, 
I knew enough contacts in this industry in, mm. in the area that people would just come to me all the time looking for gigs, like, yeah. oh, can you hook us up with so-and-so, blah, 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 or in town, can you get us a gig? Um, and then I was like, oh, well, I could just get paid to do that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so instead of this wage I have here, I could earn way more and, and do it yeah. for everyone and, and sort of help the industry from the inside. So um, I left them probably like three years ago. Left Neverland Bar? Yeah, yep. yeah I left Rattlesnake. Rattlesnake, yeah, yeah. Same, it's all the same. So they're the same thing, right? Same yeah. owners, yeah. yeah, same owners. Um, we left them and then... I just said, I need a break. So I'd left mm. for the six months. Mm-hmm. And then after the six months, they were sort of like, uh, we'd really like you to just come back. And we understand what you did. Like, we understand you needed that break. Yeah. But we want you to come back and just do bookings for us. And that was yeah. my first client. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. And you still work with them much now? Or? Yeah, so they're still, they're our, our main client, yeah. basically. Um, I do, we did marketing up until the end of the year. Now we just sort of do one-off stuff for them because... Yeah. Own, like so, they had a new business partner buy in a year ago, which was a really good friend of mine. Someone mm-hmm. I, like who used to be a DJ and used to book out for ages, and he moved from Sydney to here and bought in. Um, but he's really hands on, so yeah, it was sort of like we were just sort of getting each other's way. Yeah, and yeah. I, and I can't work out of that office. I've got to work from here, so yeah. he needs someone to work with, with him, him in the office. He's that kind of person. Yeah. Um. So we just went look like. Let's just work on the fun stuff that we like so we can stay friends instead of yeah. just being bosses and clients. Yeah. Um, and that's it's worked out ten times better now. Cool. And then he just let yeah, I so I just book all the we just book all the entertainment for them now. Awesome. Yeah. Um so did you know back when you started well this yeah. So so did you know back when you started working in the clubs that you also wanted to like be a content creator yourself? So because I saw you DJed as well, like Yeah, um D DJing I actually steered clear of it for so long. Mm-hmm. I didn't start DJing until I was 30. Okay, um, how old are you now? 35. 35, yeah. Um, and the only reason I started DJing was to keep a wage up, basically, because mm-hmm. I realised I could still get a salary and then DJ a little bit, which would give me a bit more money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I steered clear of it for so long because I felt it's untrue to people that want to run events and, and book stuff. Because if you're booking events, then you sort of want to DJ at your own events. Right. So I still like don't DJ at my events because yeah. I just realised I could still DJ but not DJ at my own events. Yeah, yeah you're <laughs> like, does anyone want to book me? <laughs> I just felt like the... And it did for a little bit, like yeah. while I was DJing, it, like you feel loved and like when people yeah. want to book you and stuff, it's like a, a high. Yeah, like, definitely. Like, oh, do you want to come and do this gig? Yeah. Um, it's very alluring, but... I sort of stayed true to it and then haven't really booked myself on anything where I haven't been asked to play. Okay. And a lot of the time I'll, I'll say no. Um, and now I only DJ at Rattlesnake. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, you're the resident Sunday yeah, night yeah, DJ? Yeah. And, and that's just because yeah. of my relationship with them. With them, yeah. They, like, I still know their long-term clients and stuff like that, like people that come to the club all the time. So yeah. it's actually, like, just on Saturday I literally got home and a guy that's been coming to the club as long as I've been there yeah. was out the front and doesn't know anyone except for me because I'm, like, the last person left oh my still gosh. working there. Because <laughs> even the owners don't come to the club anymore. Yeah, like, no. Like, uh, they're, they're, you know, everyone's aged out of the club now. So yeah. I'm the last vestige of Love people it. that people can call out <laughs> to get into the club. <laughs> but it's good, like a little bit of fun for you as well, I guess. Like if you enjoy it, like good yeah. It's it, for me now. It's it's literally at the point where it's just um, you know an extra little bit of money, and I get to see some of the people I love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when did you learn how to DJ? Like, uh, just taught myself. Uh, what was it like? Yeah, so five six years ago, five years ago, I just 
basically got forced. Yeah. It was just like, just DJ as well. I'm like, okay. And then I just started, um, luckily because of having the relationship with the venue already, yeah. which is, you know, like a big step ahead of everyone else. Usually you've got to start at home. Yeah. I literally didn't practice at all. I just went to work at the club and, and I played like the first hour of the night every night. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, my one of my good friends, um, I think you know actually like Tegan Manette. Yeah. Um, she just started DJing like a few years ago and mm. now I'm just like, wow, like maybe <laughs> how quickly you can pick it up or like if you Yeah, if, honestly like if if because we're about to launch, so we're about we're in the middle of uh, doing a new program that we're gonna do like a DJ school. Yeah. Um but it's gonna oh, be awesome. we wanna take it to the level of having it at actual schools so you know mm. when you you have your uh selective for like sport mm. you know like they do weird stuff like oh, chess club or, yeah, or you ridiculous. can go to bowling or something like that yeah. we figured we're going to pitch a, a whole program for that eight to ten weeks where you can learn to dj as something so yeah something yeah, different yeah um because honestly like it's it's probably like six lessons for a couple of hours and you're good enough to be a warm-up you know, like yeah. you're, not, you're not good enough to play like before a massive act or anything, yeah. but you're good enough to go warm up most yeah. venues around the place. Yeah. Because it's just, it's more, and like that's why I liked it so much because it's more track selection. It's more knowing, having empathy for what the crowd's yeah. up to rather than necessarily being highly skilled. Yeah. Like that's where it's gone now. Like yeah, yeah. as soon as it moved away from vinyl and CDJs came in, then CDJs yeah. are just like, you know, within the next five years. I don't even know if you'll have really CDJs anymore as they, as they currently are because it's more, as soon as... Are they the things with the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Say, yeah. <laughs> so there's like, for, for a club set up, there's like a mixer, which is yeah. where that controls your volumes and effects and stuff like yeah. that. And then the CDJs sort of control the pitch um, and then you can sort of like do other shit with them. Yeah. Um, but it's the way that computers and stuff and like, it's just more if... It, if the world, like internet, to the like it'd be more based on how the internet is provided to the world. If you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying, so like yeah. we're already working on the technology now to have satellites provide internet to whole areas rather mm-hmm. than necessarily um, cell towers and stuff like that. Yeah. So once that sort of technology is developed, I feel like city days won't. We'll just sort of operate off the internet, which will just be you'll yeah. have whatever music you want rather than necessarily. Having, yeah, to, having go to go download to music yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Do you think that applies to like people producing their own music as well? Um, well, this is super interesting. I mm. found like over in uh, when I was over in Texas uh, before at South by the they were talking about machine learning and like AI mm-hmm. and getting to the level of because right now you know like, I don't know if you've seen like ghost producers is like a massive thing. So like ghost producers are people that produce music for talent, but. Like, they just get paid to do it, so yeah. they, they don't ever put their name on it, the, the talent puts the name on it. So like so Fisher, I heard Fisher. Yeah, 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 so Fisher's a perfect example, yeah. but but he can still produce music. Oh, he could, yeah. Yeah, he's a producer, he yeah. just isn't as good as someone that yeah. he's paying to do it. Okay. So, but his talent's really good and his personality's really good, exactly, and he's got his yeah. remarkable product, so yeah. that's where DJing's sort of going, and everyone, like the old old guard are all really upset about that because everyone's like you should do it yourself but mm. then in essence every job and every position and everything like there's mm. always someone paying someone to do a job better than they can do it it's like know, actors like, like they don't write their scripts yeah so yeah there's there's so much there's so many levels to think about it and, yeah. and you know it's a fight that can go on forever but yeah where sort of i was heading with the conversation is yeah. they're looking at 
eventually like machine learning and AI being at the point where you would open a program that you produce music on and it already suggesting music to you based on how you produced music previously. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So then you look at ghost production, you're like, well, that's out the window. Like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> We've got a computer. Track, yeah, <laughs> a computer's making a track for yeah. you. They're, they're talking about it getting to the level of artistic direction, basically, where you're just more picking and choosing rather than necessarily creating mm. yourself. Yeah. Um, which, you know, in essence, I don't, you know, like a lot of people will think it's cheating the game, but... I think it's more opening the pathway to people that might not understand how to use computers as, as well mm. as the next person or, or don't understand. You know, they're looking at, at, at something like Ableton, which is a, a music production program, and they don't really necessarily understand it or they don't have the capacity to understand it, but then this, you know, machine mm. learning AI is helping them still be, you know, create something that's inside them. Yeah. Like it's actually enabling a person that might not previously have been able to do it yeah. to create music. Um, yeah which I think is a bonus, like yeah. then you're hearing music from people that couldn't previously give that to you. Yeah, because those, those programs look so confusing. Yeah, like, but, and, and not everyone has that sort of brain. Like no. that's, the way, that's the way humans work. We're not yeah. all wired to learn computer programs. Like, yeah. you know, as much as everyone goes, oh, you should just learn, you should try it, at, like, it's not the case sometimes. And it's not the only industry, I suppose, that's, that is being affected by technology. Like, every industry is yeah. improving because of technology. And, so. and as much as you want to fight it, you just yeah. embrace it a lot of the time. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Um, alrighty, so you went from managing club to working in its asset management and creating together agency. Yep. Um, how, can you walk me through the steps of like using what skills you've learned over the years to build your own agency? Um, I've, I've found, like, as... What's surprised me a lot is like as we've gotten bigger, it's not necessarily my skills or my connections. It's more so my ability having managed not like managed venues before mm-hmm. and managed staff, because uh, it becomes pretty heavy on relationships with our talent. Yeah. Um, you know, there's not a, a day or a week or a time that goes past where it's not someone's not upset about something. Mm. Um, you know, we've we're up to seventy five talent now which is like crossed between I think like 10 15 band like live artists and, yeah um, and then you know 60 or so DJs uh, and as you can imagine you know there's someone's sick someone's upset that someone else is getting a gig that they are not getting mm-hmm. um, you know unfortunately for me I'm dating one of our talent as well so yeah that comes under, under fire a lot yeah um, so there's just so many cross sections of relationships and people that don't want to be around other people. So I end up having to manage a lot of emotions and, and talent. That's my basic job now is 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 a week. I do yeah. two days of of the accounts <laughs> and then I do three to four days of managing everyone's problems. I'm doing management at the moment as well, actually, and it's interesting. Yeah, yeah um, but I do like nightclub and fast paced industries. That's what's helped me get yep. to this now, and and just being empathetic, like. Mm-hmm. I find that, you know, it's something I learned recently. It's like everything's your fault. Like if you're at the top of the business, it's your yeah, fault. Like right. if someone's upset about something, you have put them in a situation for them to be able to be upset. Um, you know, so it's like, for instance, with me dating Molly, yeah. if I'm not op- being open about everything that I'm doing with her, then that's creating a cloud of, you know, that people can then make their own judgments. So it's like... You know, I shouldn't have to, mm. but I have to mm. be open about it because as soon as it's called into question, that just festers inside the inside the business, and yeah. um, 
And as soon as something's frustrating, you just can't get rid of it. Like that's that's the biggest thing I've learned is you just as soon as someone ha- as soon as you hear something, you have to act on it. Like yeah. as soon as some and because I'm in the industry, I get everything like anything that's discussed outside of this walls yeah. always comes back to me. Like there's no there's no secrets in hospitality or in yeah. the entertainment industry. It always will end up back um, where it needs to go to. Yeah. Um, and as soon as I hear the slightest memory, I'm always like call up that person. Hey, how's it going? Like why do you feel like this? What's going on? How can I help you? You know, is there something um, that we can do to better your situation? Because it's just, you know, I, I try to, it's sort of more, you have to force people to come out into the open. Yeah. Um, that's something I've tried to do is like, you know, you can have an open door policy for people to come in and discuss stuff with you, but they generally won't. Mm-hmm. And we're sort of taking actions now because I still feel it's not where it needs to be mm-hmm. um, the most. Uh, so we're trying to, we're going to start doing a meeting up, meet up every three months where it'll be like, an, we'll try and t- have a few people speak at the start so everyone can learn something new. So it's interesting. Yeah. And then it'll be open table. Like, what are you upset about? Yeah. Give it to That's me. a good idea. Yeah. So that way it's, cause I feel like if the, there's more power, you know, like you might think your annoyance is really small, mm-hmm. but if you say it and then someone else goes, yeah, I feel like that too. Then all of a sudden. You know, you have that voice. Yeah. Um, and I feel like if we can get everyone in a room, uh, you know, and it's just an, like a new way of looking at stuff. And yeah. That, and that's what I've learned the most from from nightclubs. Yeah. Is, wow. Is you sort of like, it's not that. It's sort of like that. The customer's always right. Sort of. I was thinking that. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not the case, but it's you have to give them a voice. Yeah. Like, I think that's where that saying comes from. It's not necessarily that they are right. It's mm-hmm. that they want to be heard. So you yeah. have to listen. That's exactly, yeah, in my job as well. Yeah. So you just have to know, they have to know that you heard them and yeah. understand them. Um, and, and yeah, and that's, like, that's literally it. They just want to be heard. And, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily they want you to do what they want you to do. They mm-hmm. just want to know that you're listening and that you hear what they say and that you can come back and say something intelligible that might lead them down a path that yeah. will fix that issue for them. Um, but yeah, that's the biggest thing I've learned now. I just, I literally just managed stuff. Yeah. yeah. Have you always been good with people or was it like, yeah, like gen- over? generally, uh, I wasn't at a, from a young age, but I think once I was like 18, 19, I was fine. Yeah. And now it's definitely wherever I've been, I've always ended up as a, either a manager or, you know, a leadership role yeah. because of, I have, I'm a straight talker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm always very, like, you can ask anyone, I'm very, I'm bluntly honest a lot of the time. I think you need to be, though. Like, nothing worse than passive-aggressive people in, like, leadership roles that mm. make you feel like you can't go mm. to them with the open-door policy. Um, alrighty, so what was your vision when you first began to get an agency and how would you describe, like, well, you just described your current position managing people, but is... This sort of what you pictured for together agency, like with the. Um, I I dream I dream very big, so yeah. it's nowhere near where I want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, like what I envisage for it is to be the, one of the leading industry like industry leaders in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, but I probably dreamt too, same thing as doing my events business. I dreamt too big too quickly, and then realised, but I realised really quickly yeah. as well. So I've cut it straight back, and now. We're just like I don't feel like we'll move past Southeast Queensland until we own Southeast Queensland. Until like 
where the leading business that you come to for DJs and entertainment in yeah. Southeast Queensland. That's so that's my main goal at the moment. Yeah. Um, and we do that by well, you know, with, so I'll, I'll go back to the start. So sorry, what's the, what was the question again? We'll start um, at the start. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Like, no, you've got to plan. Okay, no. good enough. Um, so, like, what was your vision when you first began together? And, um, yeah, yeah so as a, I said to a, in your previous question, was um, with the how it started was literally being friends with a lot of people in the industry and then them mm-hmm. looking to me for either guidance or a chance at a venue that I know that, you know, like, oh, I know that manager. Yeah, I'll link you two up and see if you can play there or... Yeah. Having worked in venues, I can always get my friends to come DJ, etc. So there was always that uh, connection mm-hmm. with with this sort of entertainment side. Um, and then as I left the club to, to come here to sort of work with SAS, um, uh, like well, I was very lucky. Like uh, the guy that just waved at me there, mm-hmm. he's my best friend, Amar. Um, so he's owns SAS management. So okay, right. The the transition was super easy. And I came over, and then I was doing a little bit of work for them in like events and sort of just a lackey position, just yeah. like helping them get other work done uh, while I was on the side sort of doing the entertainment stuff. Uh, and then I just sort of went, look, I think it was just like a friend just said, look, you, you just need to go for it, like just do it. Um, confidence, it's funny, like everyone thinks I'm a super confident person, but when it comes to myself, I'm not really that confident. Like mm. I'm, I can build up confidence in others. That's why I'm so good at managing people, but yeah. um, my own is very hanged by a tether <laughs> the rest of the times. Um, so it just took those couple of kicks where people were sort of were like, "We see what you want to do, like just to, like just yeah. go after it." Um, and so we we just sort of started with like four or five people, and I think like the clock and rattlesnake and one or two other venues and sort of shown confidence in what we were doing and and just. I think how we started it, I just wanted to, how, where we are now is not sort of where we started. I just wanted to go, let's be as reliable as possible. Like, let's be the people that, if you're in trouble and there's like 30 minutes and there's a, you know, a DJ sick and you need someone, mm-hmm. you can call me up. Yeah. Where, whatever time of day, I'll be the guy. Like, and it's still us now, but we're so much more than that now. But that's, yeah. that's literally how it started. We just wanted to be as reliable as possible mm-hmm. and just, if you need, that last second person, we know we've got enough connections, and that's why we built the roster so big as well. It's yeah. like, for instance, Saturday we had two people. You know, as the roster gets bigger, people just no show. Like stuff just happens, like mm-hmm. a car crash or their parent, and they just no one call you. And but the venue eventually calls you and goes, hey. But then we have the ability to fill that spot like that. Yeah. So like I was literally yeah. at work. Um, on Saturday night, just about to start DJing, and hey, no one showed up. Okay, sweet. Within five minutes, I'd gotten two people, so like, I couldn't fill the whole shift, but I could fill half a shift and then the other half of the shift. So yeah. I had one DJ just come and fill up until the other DJ could get there and then shut it down. And you, it's tough to find anyone in the industry that can do that. Yeah. So we pride us. That's our biggest pride is to do. To, it's just to be able to on the spot fill stuff for people, and it's slowly. Yeah. That's what's built our client base. Yeah. Um, is you know, there's one venue in particular where we had no DJs in there, but they called us enough times that it got to a point where they're like, what's well. the, what's the purpose in us staying with these other guys yeah. when we're constantly calling you guys to fill these positions for us, and you do yeah. such a great job at it. 
we'll just do all our thing with you. Yeah. And that's happened, like, that was one really massive client, but that's happened consistently. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So now, now I think to build a business, like, I'm already looking for another person now that, because I'm not really a, a pavement knock on door kind of person. Like, mm-hmm. that's not my style. I can, I concentrate on direction and, and how, how we appear to the outside world. Yeah. That's sort of where I focus on and how where we're going to go. Um, but I'm not really a, a bat, you know, get out there and hit the pavement sort yeah. of person. So <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to, that's sort of our next position is to find that person um, to help build like a database and, and, and sort of go out and get those clients that are interested now, but we just don't know about them. Yeah. Cool. Thank yeah. you. Um, okay, so during your time working in the creative industries, what are the greatest changes you've observed, observed and how have you had to adapt to the changes? Oh, changes. Um, you know, like, I think lockout has been probably the biggest shift in the industry. Yeah. Um, in, you know, like, it's nowhere else, it's literally only in was it Queensland and it, it, it was it's funny. It's worse in Sydney though. Yeah, yeah. Sydney's yeah. Became, become worse. Yeah. Sydney was such a, uh, a rest respite from, from Queensland, but then Sydney's yeah. worse now. Worse. I think it's like midnight, no one else can get the club. So they still yeah. shut at the same time at 2 o'clock as Queensland does, Yeah. but no one's allowed in the club for after 12. Because some clubs here stay open till 7, don't they, but they don't serve alcohol or something? Yeah, you can't like, serve alcohol yeah. plus 2, but you can get... So liquor licensing has a law still where you can go and apply mm-hmm. for an extended license, but it has to be so like Com, Com Games and Com Games was on. Yeah. You could apply for an extended license during that period because it's a an international get together. Like right. just the yeah. government's found ways around so they can still let people party, but not only in certain control uh, fund. <laughs> yeah. So that like that was the single biggest change I think mm-hmm. um, shift in the industry that's happened recently that affected everyone like. You had to find, you know, previously people wouldn't go out till midnight. Yeah. Um, like that's literally how it was. Religiously, you would not leave the house until midnight. So we had to find ways to get people to come out to venues at nine, ten, yeah, seven. Like it's yeah. just, it was just, it was an interesting, because um, you're not allowed to. Oh, that's what changed as well. You weren't allowed to market um, drink pricing. Oh, yeah, so, that's still a thing. Like, yeah, so that as the same time lockout happened, yeah, uh, they put the taxes on alcohol pops, and you weren't allowed to market um, alcohol pricing because they didn't want you to promote fast-paced drinking. Yeah. Um, so you still cannot promote it. You can promote it in, internally inside a venue, mm-hmm. but you can't promote it uh, externally on anything. So it's yeah, that's yeah. completely illegal. So that you, they literally. Took the hour, like they took three hours away from the trade, and then made it any way that you would normally market your venue impossible. Yeah. Uh, so it it basically changed everything. And to it, it's been interesting because you sort of had to go back to sort of like experiences. Like you would notice that now as probably as, as a punter, experiential stuff inside a nightclub is now massive. Like you know, there's a fairy floss machine. Mm. You know, there's a pinball machine. There's always something sort of. They're trying to get you to come in and, and go, look, instead of hanging out at home, there's stuff that's sort of like your home inside our club, so just yeah. come here and hang out instead. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of how I've watched people deal with that as it, as it sort of comes to change. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and what trends you're talking about, like the 
computerised stuff, like what trends seem to be emerging within the industry and how do you think they'll affect the industry over the next five to ten years? Um, I think you'll be surprised, you'll be quietly surprised uh, in the next like two years how many text messages you start getting again from yeah. marketers. Okay. Um, it might not hit Australia that quickly, it might be five years, um, but I definitely think text message marketing for entertainment and nightclubs is going to come back with a vengeance um, okay. just because you know like telemarketing's toast like you, you know you, you know if you get that 10 second pa- uh, two second pause now yeah. you know it's a telemarketing yeah. so most people just hang up before they even had a chance to speak yeah. uh, emails are down to like 20% read rate and even then you know that's just open and you don't know whether they're reading the email or not so they could just be opening it glancing at it and shutting it yeah um, whereas text messaging now everyone talks via text messaging like mm. even Facebook mark like messaging is done because mm. everyone's in a 30 person group chat at some point <laughs> and you're not looking at you're not looking at your Facebook like, messages yeah. <laughs> yeah you're not looking at your Facebook messages much so like all these points of marketing have all slowly disappeared to the point where we all read our text messages so it's something I had thought up and as I said to you about South by Southwest I went out mm. there and it's like that's where everyone's going they're all oh. everyone's trying to build up their their phone um, you know like getting people's numbers, people's numbers yeah. Yeah. that data collection is like and you know like you can see that in the world around us like yeah. data collections that's that's what everyone's trying to do is trying to get your data, data. Yeah. Um, and it's like fun fun in new ways now like we're yeah, I'm talking with a friend I can't really talk about the app but the app's designed to create a new fun way and experience inside the club, mm-hmm. but at the same time you're giving your email and your phone number. Yeah. But it's you do it because of how fun the, that particular thing you're interacting with is. Yeah. Like you wouldn't even think about it, and that's where it's getting to now is how can we disguise the data collection in a, a fun and new way that you're just like, yeah. I'm you, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the way that Facebook's done it with like pretty much integration with everything. Yes, yeah. And you just go, yeah, I'll just sign up with Facebook. Yeah. Like that that revolution on its own was so insane, but now it's they everyone's sort of seen that model and now they're like, okay, well how can we do that so that we can have the data of the people that are interacting with our our venue or our events business. Mm-hmm. Um, like imagine for us, you know, if we're at a, a wedding and uh, you know, you've got uh, you've already got the data from everyone that's at the wedding because mm. they're interacting with you, and then you went okay, and went and emailed all those people mm. that were at the wedding. Hey guys, thanks. Like it was such a pleasure to DJ for you guys over the mm. weekend. Blah blah blah. This is our business. If you know, in case yeah. you're interested, I guarantee you get two or three leads from that. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. because there's so many people that were at the wedding that forget to get your number or forget to do anything. Yeah. I, I guarantee seventy five percent of them are going to hate you for it as well. But <laughs> but it's at the same time, you'll get that small portion that yeah. a, ma- a massive increase in your business that were like, ah, oh, I forget that DJ is so yeah. good, or I forget that band, they were amazing. Um, it's just about how you can start that conversation and not seem needy or yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like a subtle, like... Yeah. It's funny you say that. I've been getting so many more text messages lately. Like, even from people, like, from Nissan, like, the carpet. I'm like, how did they get my number? <laughs> yeah, it's... It's a bit weird. <laughs> it's, it's starting... I've, I noticed it, and that's what put me onto it straight away. Yeah. It was, like, about a year ago, I started getting a couple here yeah. and then I'm like, mm, I'm 
like and dominoes do it like heavily as well. Like oh, I haven't got the domino yet. <laughs> <laughs> there's just there's just a few people like testing. You can just as soon as it's I think this business has alerted me, like being inside the entertainment like nightclub industry, you're always at the forefront of marketing. Mm-hmm. Like you're always looking for new new ways of stuff. So it makes you yeah. ten times more alert. Like yeah. to think I I am I I look at ads now and yeah. and like I like not not in the sense of like looking at ads. Yeah. I go through it and go, what are they trying to do? What are they, yeah. How are they trying to access it? And if I really like something, I'm like, okay, well, how can I reverse engineer that to do something yeah. for our, for ourselves? Yeah. Um. So you just become like hypersensitive to to when you're being pitched something. Yeah. Even like movies, I start to pick apart movies. Yeah. Of like, yeah. Why is that Pepsi can there? Like why? You know, why all of a sudden did they focus on the badge of the the, the Mercedes Benz? Like, yeah, it just starts yeah. as like it's really bad. I know. It's even like, I'm having, not even in the industry, and just from a few of my subjects, like you just realise like everything is marketing. Like absolutely everything. They're putting it everywhere now. Yeah. Like, even we were we were discussing like esports um, and just like gaming, and, and now that they're at the point where people are creating. You know, like if you can, you can. There's like a download pack for the game. Mm-hmm. They're creating like music download packs. So there's DJs creating, producing music oh for games. Like so, there's like the games music already, and then yep. you can go, oh no, I really like this DJ, so I'm gonna get their music pack for my, for my yeah. game. Yeah. And like that's another thing that's yeah, happening. Yeah, like right the collaboration. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so what would be the major challenges that you faced in your career? Um. I learned a lot of lessons just overextending myself. Overextending, yeah. Um, you know, I'm very much a heart kind of guy. Like, I don't think with my head very much. <laughs> but I've had to learn to think with my head and, and be very more... My, not as reserved, because I still pull the trigger on a lot of stuff I shouldn't do. And I'll, yeah. I'll always spend when I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Like, we've got a, a live streaming event now called No Requests that yeah, doesn't make that. any money. Yeah. But we just spend a thousand dollars on it every time we do it yeah. because I see that it's about like branding now is so much more important than marketing. Mm-hmm. So I find if you can create something that's like so instead of spending a thousand dollars on marketing, I can spend a thousand dollars on their requests, but people associate it with our brand. Yeah. So they're like, that's really cool. They must be cool. Yeah. So I find those things are much more interesting to do now because I like doing it, but at the same time, you're not really like fucking. You, know, <laughs> you must work with us. Like people yeah. want to work with us through the conduit of no request. They see that and they're like, oh, like they sort of know what they're doing. Mm. And I hope, like, where I see that is like in the next two years, we'd have, you know, people would be offering us events or offering us to get involved with their events because they see this brand out on its own. Yeah. Um, that they can go, oh, they have DJs and they've got entertainers and they've got this cool event brand. How can we work with them? Yeah. Um, but. It's sort of you have to take the steps and be willing to put the work in for like it could be five years before anyone notices it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping quicker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so can does anyone go to these things? Because I saw a few of the videos on YouTube. Yeah, so they're totally like, free. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. So yeah. whole the whole thing is to sort of have connect people with because um, to live stream it has to be original music. You can't otherwise it gets cut off because of all the like the way Facebook and YouTube and Instagram all stream, they've got this inbuilt system that catches uh, trademark or copyrighted music. Yep. So it'll, uh, what's it do? It 
it basically mutes your string or it'll take it down. Yeah. Um, so we're finding the artists that have original music, original content to share. Mm-hmm. And then we put on a three hour event. One hour either side is our DJs. Yeah. So that's not streamed, but we have, we do it on Twitch. So that's the actual whole event's fully streamed on Twitch. Okay. Um, because you can put it up, like Twitch hasn't really built that system where it, it mutes it quickly. Yeah, yeah. But it will mute it after the fact. So, but oh, okay. we find if we can put the whole stream up, that's we'd rather just do that, and then we put the actual artist on Facebook. Yeah. Um, Facebook Live, uh, and then we just invite everyone who ever wants to come for free, and then usually it's either BYO or if it's in a bar, then they can purchase drinks in the bar. It's a really cool idea. I think. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just it's just about like we want to, and we don't want to do it in big areas. We just yeah. want to do like 30 to 50. The ne- like our next ones at a friend's pool in their house. Yeah. Um, so it's just about creating really small area, intimate events um, for, at the start. Yeah. And then hopefully get to the level of, you know, you have a brand on board. And like where I see it is, is get a point where an artist releasing music. So recently like set mode, it was so funny because I started up this idea and then three months later someone does exactly what I was, oh. I was hoping we'd get to. Yeah. But they did it on their own, so they didn't, they didn't have a sponsor or anything like that. So it was yeah. cool to see that people were looking Could to do that stuff. Work, yeah. So Sam and I went and did a collaboration with uh, Bolter Brewing. In, okay. In, in, um, where is it? Burley, I think. Or yeah, yeah. And they did their album launch there. Um, yeah, you might not have heard about it because no. it was super just on their channel. They only promoted it on their channel and like, yeah. you could only get tickets by applying through this, this thing. So yeah. it's just like, how can they get their hardcore fans that live in this area to come to a thing where they're launching their own, but they live streamed it as well. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'd love to do is like either connecting with artists or brands and having, you know, like a seat, let's just say it's in the hinterland and we've got an Airbnb and, and yeah. there's like a beer sponsor and, uh, this this uh, DJs or live artists that are releasing their music, so it's like just hosting little fun secret parties that yeah. that people can come and connect with, but also watch live live stream. That's really cool, cool idea. It had such a good vibe when I was watching it. Like it just reminded like I don't know, like a house party, but a yeah, really cool that, house party. <laughs> that's that's what we're trying to get to. So it's yeah. just it's now I learned like going over over to America. It just reminded me so much about going back to basics was a mm. bunch of things mm-hmm. and now I'm super confident in the like I you sort of lose you lose faith on and off like every day but with whatever you're doing <laughs> like in a business because it's all what it's all you yeah like especially for me like I've got a business partner Stevie but like he sort of leaves the where the brand's going to me mm-hmm. so it's like every time I second guess everything we do and and anytime it's like hasn't gone 100% or there's a certain things like I'll go and go away and work on it and um yeah just like going back and working on the request I was like okay am I, am I feeling it right as I was doing and then going over to America and learning going back it's like mm. just go back to your basics you know what you're doing like yeah if you if you get everything down pat and you, you, you check your your boxes then you'll be sweet and yeah and now yeah we've already got our, our next one planned and I'm looking forward to a big one that's cool yeah. I think like constantly like doubting yourself though and asking yourself means that you do grow and you learn you can't like I've yeah. I, it's funny like I have a constant uh, conversation with my um, with, with my girlfriend Molly mm-hmm. and it's she laughs at me because I I'll talk to her on a weekend and I'm like no nah, like today when we're shutting the business like this is, <laughs> it's all over i hate everything like we're three months you know like it'll be, it'll be over i don't think we're gonna do it 
and then it like literally the next day we'll get like five new clients or something. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like religiously every time I'm at my lowest and I doubt the business completely. Yeah. Uh, I find is actually when we're always killing it. Um, yeah. And it just and you have certain things like even doing this like yeah. that you're from the outside noticing what we're up to. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just reminds us that we're on a path that that is good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I think what you guys are doing is great. Like, it's not a must. Like, you don't hear about, you don't just randomly see, like, talent agencies. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's, like, well, really interesting. Like, I, th- I think it's more, in the, in essence, as well. Like, we spend a lot of time giving back. Like, we want to develop. Like, I'm in artist development. That's what I want to do. In what, sorry? In artist, artist development. development, yeah. Like, as big as the agency gets, eventually I want to be in a position where I can look after five, six core artists yeah. and just develop them because I got the, I have the premise for everything that I want to do uh, and I understand it all, but I just, there's sort of, we've got too many artists at the moment, mm-hmm. essentially, because mm-hmm. every, everyone in our roster wants to be in some form a bigger DJ than, or a bigger live artist than they are currently and that's what everyone wants to grow. Mm. Um, so, But I can only offer that each per energy, energy, enough energy yeah. for each individual person as much as I can. Yeah. Um, you know, so we still have to try and run the business. So it's yeah, I'd love to get to a position where I can actively help a really small amount of people. Small niche. Yeah. Because um, then you can, at the same time, we're helping people grow now, but you can't. What like it's not as rewarding mm. as. If like, they can't get to that level. Like, no, 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 like, because we, we, people are growing. Like, we're, yeah. we're actually helping people get to certain places and we're growing a lot of our artists, but it, you will never feel that. Mm. Like, as a, as a business owner, I don't, because the mass is growing, mm. I can't see the individual growing. Right. So I can't get, like, it's selfish. It's like, I want to feel the reward of watching them take those next steps and the yeah. next step and the next step. Yeah. But you can't do it when, you can't see it as easily when it's the, the mass. Yeah. So if that's... Yeah. If you can sort of understand what Yeah, I'm no, I get you. Yeah. It's very... Yeah. Like, it's a selfish way to think about it. Yeah, but, but you put all this effort in. But, like, yeah, it's... it's <laughs> yeah, in essence, it's like... It's my little bit of juice that would help me keep going. Yeah. Um, moving forward. So I, I have to find the other little things. So that's why, like, no request started up. It's like... Yeah. How can I find something that I can give my energy that... Mm is not the mass, is just some one little entity that I can go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's done <Yeah>. good. <laughs> um, so what opportunities do you think are out there for someone like wanting to work in the industry? And yeah. There's so, there's so much. Like, look, we, like, like even photography, videography, like, it's so hard to find good photographers, videographers for events yeah. and entertainment. Like, if you want to get into, like, content marketing, it's massive now. Like, mm. and... You know, the the younger, like, it's funny to say, it's like, but actually the youth understand the content more. Mm. You know, not necessarily, I know what channels to put on, I know how to market it, but necess- like not necessarily what content's going to work. That's where I yeah. fumble. Like, that's the hardest part is understanding what people want to visually see yeah. or want to be a part of. Like, I've, I've found uh, more now, I, I try to share more, like artist development stuff now as we were just talking about like if if it's something that's like this is how I got into gigs in a nightclub or this is how you scratch on a on some decks like I try mm-hmm. and share that content more yeah and I found that that works but I you know there's never any jobs like we've got Brendan here that works with us that just works two days a week and he call just like is our events director 
So he's just constantly trying to figure out where we can attack. Like he's working on some larger scale stuff and a couple of smaller scale stuff. Um, but he just sort of came out of nowhere and was just like, I want to do this for you guys. How can mm. I do it? And I'm like, well, this will be paid. And this is like, we, yeah. don't, we can't offer you much because we're not really looking to expand that. But he just liked what we were doing and, and saw there was like a gap in our business that he felt like he could fill. Um, and yeah, he just does his two days and then DJs for us on the side. It's, it's more about, you know, like, and it's so cliche, it's just finding the places you want to work. Yeah, and then and like figuring out how you can fit. Yeah. yeah. Like we've had, I think we've had three or four interns now, um, and they're just here more to, they want to see behind the curtain. Yeah. Per se. And you, you don't like, honestly, running the agency now is totally different to what you think it is. Like, as, as you said, it's like, as I was saying to you, the yeah. nine tenths of it for me now is just managing people. Yeah. Like, and you don't think that. You, think, you wouldn't like, think that you at think, all. Like, yeah. Fans, yeah, we're just, we're out. You'll be able to find Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sign it. Woo. Um, but it's, yeah, it's totally different. And, and, yeah. And there is room for everyone to fit in. Like, if you're interested in being in the industry, you can create your own room. Mm. Like, there's no, there's not a part, no, there's not, that's like a double negative. There's, it's impossible if you're not to find a path inside this industry if you want to be in the industry. Yeah. Because there is so much room. Yeah. Like it's, whether it's in technology, whether it's an entertainer, whether it's, you know, programming, like you can be in events and entertainment just doing websites. Mm. Just yeah. running like the internet side of uh, yeah. the business. Because I'll tell you right now, like I'm lucky that I studied computer programming because that's helped me. Yeah do our website, look after our emailing system, do social media marketing, like it's, because mm. I understood all that stuff already, like explaining to someone else, I'm like, Jesus, that's actually, like I already knew that information, mm. like it's lucky that I had that. Because mm-hmm. then when you're trying to show other people, be like, oh, you just don't know this. So, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be me, I'd be like, how do I do, I don't even know Excel, like. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, yeah, there's like, it's a never ending path. And, and then yeah. in, the, in the same instance, you can create smaller business, like, Entrepreneurship inside entertainment and and uh, and sort of hospitality is is so easy and so possible. It's mm-hmm. just whether you've got the drive. Mm. Like I'm constantly <laughs> I'm constantly spurring other people to come and do work for us on the side to start their own businesses. Like to yeah. so you know whether it's like our in particular our photo and video guys. I'm like you guys should start an agency. I need more photographers. Like yeah. but I don't want to have to go and find them. Yeah. You guys get more photographers, teach them how to be good photographers, <laughs> and then bring them back over here and I'll give them work. Yeah, you know, like, and then you could have like your like sister or brother company. It's where we it's yeah. where we want to go. We want, I'd like yeah. to have like if Brendan event, you know, hope you're listening to this, Brendan. Uh, <laughs> if he does it, if he does well, you know, I'd prefer the events division to be its own division. Yeah. And its own business that he ran. And then you got the talent separately. Yeah. And, yeah. So then I could just call Brendan up and go, we want to do this. Yeah. Or our clients asked us and they want to do this. So are you good with that? Yeah. But he's got his own people working for him. Yeah. I don't have to look after. Yeah. Um, because it's the only, you need, that's the biggest thing I've learned is you need to trust. And, and it's hard and you get burnt a lot. Mm. But if you don't trust, you're micromanaging stuff too much. Yeah. And then, then you, you, you're Fine useless. Lines, you're yeah. useless if you're micromanaging because yeah. like, no one wants to be micromanaged. And then in the same instance, you you burn yourself out because there's not enough time to, to do it all. Yeah. So much to think of. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just making sure I'm not going to repeat myself. 
I said, well, it's a highly competitive industry, I suppose. So, like, the skills and attributes that are required for this kind of career, like you said, trusting and things like that. Do you think, like, it's very self-driven as well? Um, yeah. Very... Yeah, like, it, it, there's it, so many pitfalls and so much stuff that's negative. Like, mm. we're constantly, like, as I was mentioning to you with uh, my girlfriend, like, that, that's been a real... Like, that was a strong, like, three to four months. Well, even for her, at the start of her career, it's like... Did you, were you dating beforehand, or did you... No, were you no, in, no. So, I I, we were teaching her how to DJ at the start. Yeah. And then we sort of... I was, like, trying to just keep her as a friend. Yeah. And because we were so close to friends, we just ended up in a relationship. Yeah. As, as you do. Yeah. Um, but, no, like, she got such a hard time as well for being a girl and trying to yeah. become a DJ. Like, the, this is before we're in a relationship, so she copped it really hard. And then she's got the hard now that... Because she could already sing as well. So yeah. she's an actual... She's uh, done ballet and singing and stuff for her whole life. So like then for that... Everything. Like, like, yeah. Quadruple you, <laughs> But that's never taken into consideration. Her relationship with me is the only thing that everyone sees. So, yeah. So there's so much... You've got to... You've, you've got to tread so, so carefully um, with everything that it just... If you don't have a, a strong will... Mm-hmm. Um, it's all over a lot of the time. And, and we have people coming at, like, the, the, <laughs> it's like anything. The bigger you get, the more people come at you. Um, yeah, yeah. The, you know, the more internally people get upset as well because as soon as the same thing, it becomes a mess. Someone feels like they're not being heard, um, which starts an internal rumble. Two or three people agree with them. Then ten people agree with them. Mm. You know, like, it just, everything escalates very quickly and it, be, and it can get quite affect you. like I'm a very emotional person so it affects yeah. me a lot if yeah. I feel like anyone's upset so it's like uh, you have to try and deal with those things on a personal level and, the, and you know the, then you have clients that are upset about something that's very in, in particular and then you'll have a, a DJ that gets upset by clients because you know someone's yelled at them over the weekend so there's just it's an ongoing cycle of of badness sometimes that you can't, and that's where I get that. Um, as I was saying to you before, the the part where you doubt the whole business, yeah, is you'll have ten things happen in a row, and you're like, yeah, shut the doors. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think anyone likes this at all. And then oh. you'll have uh, the next day five new clients come in, two emails from people saying thank you so much for your help, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and then a good review pops up on your Google, and you're like, oh. Yeah. Everyone loves us. We're all good. Okay, guys, open the doors. Yeah. <laughs> <We're> good. <laughs> the um, yeah, I think it really to 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 start like I want everyone to start their own business, but it is you do need um a good support group around you of people that believe in what's coming out of your mouth. <laughs> you need to back yourself as well. Like, yeah. I think that would be the hardest. Well, that, thing, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you need the support group because. Yeah. No one really backs themselves. Because yeah, you need, so you need you, someone to fall back on. You need you need those people around you that that yeah believe in what comes out of your mouth enough that mm-hmm. that when you don't, that they do. Yeah. Um, you know, and some people might not need that, but I know I definitely need that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you like don't see how good you're you're doing yourself ever. You're always thinking like yeah, I'm gonna never ever never yeah. ever like yesterday I I've was really upset yeah. with, everything, with everything like because we had 
a couple incidents, you know, like two no-shows on Saturday. Yeah. And then there was, like, someone else that was sick. So there was just, like, a lot going on that said super negative. You know? mm. It's just like, work's going to be really hard this week and mm-hmm. I'm going to have to get through it. And then, you know, one good thing happens and you're like, ah, oh, okay, all right, no, yeah. we're good. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you just, or, yeah, someone just says something positive to you about what's happening. Um, I think I think the most positive things I've found as well is, as the business has grown for us, we've seen a lot of people starting their own similar businesses. Mm-hmm. Like there's been other, there's been like two or three agencies pop up on the Gold Coast since we've started operations yeah. that have seen like super similar. Mm-hmm. And that, that for me is more driving than anything else. It's just like, oh, we're on the right path because we wouldn't be if no one else could see our business model and try to emulate it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I understand that. For me, they that's the way they see that you're doing all yeah. right to be able to want yeah. to be doing the same thing as yeah. you. Yeah, that that for me, and I don't even know whether that's the case. Yeah, but it's what that's something that drives me at the moment. Yeah, but even how you were saying as well, like how people look at you and Molly in like a negative light. Mm. Like when I was talking to Teague, she was like, "Yeah, they're amazing, like you know, power couple." So it's it's all about like the perspective, perspective as well, yeah. like because yeah, she's doing so well as well. Like yeah, yeah, and that's because she just. Who keeps her head down, does her yeah. own thing, doesn't listen to anyone. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. Is you, so you can't. It is <laughs> really hard not to listen to people. <laughs> but the second that you don't, and you just listen to what's in your gut. Yeah. Uh, in this industry, is is how you succeed. It's the people that listen to everyone that don't, because it, yeah. it's a big, like, it's a big hole you can't get yourself out of as soon as you start listening to everyone. And yeah, when the voices start getting louder, it's definitely really hard not to listen. Mm, to I can imagine. So what like would be your number one piece of advice, I guess, to give to someone who had one piece, <laughs> only one? Um, uh, in perspective to what? Like someone wanting to pursue, like I feel like I would like love to work in this industry, um, but you know I don't have any connections, I don't have this. Yeah, yeah, I'd, so I'd say, as like as I was saying before, with like trying to work in the industry, I'd just say fight, like spend whatever amount of time you feel like you need, like mm-hmm. assign a certain amount of time to just look deeper, mm-hmm. uh, look under the hood, uh, go and talk to a few people and see what interests you or look inside yourself and find what interests you the most uh, and then just go after it. Like it's, as I said, there's room for everyone. There's not not room. It's just you have to have the confidence or belief in yourself that you can provide value to that business in some yeah. form. Yeah. It's the people that that just chase jobs that are sort of out there. It's like, oh, I could do marketing. Yeah, It's yeah, like, yeah. what kind of marketing can you do? Yeah. Because now the, market, now the business is totally diverse. Like, it's like saying the word marketing doesn't mean anything. No. Like, you, it could be, oh, I know how to create images. Mm. That's marketing. Mm. That, like, if you can create images that tell a story, that's, you're a marketer. Mm. But you're a piece of that pie. You're not the whole pie. You can't, so say you're a copywriter and you can create imagery and you can take photos and create videos. You can't. Like I, I know <laughs> you can. There are people that can do those, those yeah. things all together because they're very talented people. Yeah. But people would like to think that they can do all those things. But being a copywriter in itself, just being good at writing stuff that yeah. engages with people, that's a hard job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that, but there's that's what I mean. When you look at when you start to look at the layers. Mm-hmm that it all comes down to, you start to find, oh, I really like doing this. I really like doing that. Yeah, like if I could right. just, like I love writing, and if I could just do that as a job, yeah. I would. Like as soon as we've got in a position, I, there's so much more I want to engage with the people that um, work with us and just sort of 
give more information away. Yeah. But I just don't have the time. Yeah. To sit there and write ten pages. Yeah. Because then the, the doors would shut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Was that was there anything else that you would like to add or? No, that's it. Yeah. Like I just yeah. I just think if yeah if you want to be in the industry you want to be in the industry and it's not yeah. hard to find your niche. I like that. Yeah. What you said about like finding your value because. That's what's going to make you desirable, like suppose compared to everyone's looking like, for value now, yeah, because like, it's it's easy to find. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. Like, and and it's and it's not even perceived value; it's value. Like, because people, will, you, you know, can make themselves appear good, but you know, within the first week or two, whether they're any good. Like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like. I was going to say, like, I love this office as well. Like, I just feel like it. You must, you might be able to, you must be able to see how everyone operates, and you can kind of keep it not micromanage, but like just get that. Yeah, you know whether people being lazy or not. Yeah, yeah. Pretty easily. Yes. And and like, I'd never be a. uh, I can't say never. I might be eventually. (laughs) The sort of sort of you know corner office closed door kind of guy. I love people, so. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather be in there with everyone, so they can ask me questions and, and talk about stuff rather than necessarily on my own somewhere yeah yeah I agree thank you so much no it's so interesting <laughs> like even just having this I would do this like in my own time if I could <laughs> oh honestly it's like, not like I could talk to you for hours that's, about it all, but. that's another like I so we've I've tried a couple of times but we, we I just don't can't find the time and then organise with other people's time mm. I definitely want to be interviewing more artists more people in our industry because mm-hmm. I just don't think there's enough people doing it and yeah. there's so much interesting shit happening that just yeah. no one knows or understands. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, now, if you don't mind.